Welcome to In the Eyes Of. Today, we talk with Patrick Batista. Patrick is a marketing expert from Milan and founder of Design Wanted, an international media company born in 2015 to share design, architecture, and tech stories. In this conversation, we talk about curiosity, communicating idea, and the importance of asking the why. I hope you enjoy this conversation as much as I did. Patrick, welcome to the podcast. I'm really excited to have you here. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself, who you are, and how you started? Yeah, first of all, thank you for your invitation. Of course, it's a pleasure to, to share our, let's say our, because I always use we when I talk about Design Wanted, our vision. Uh, my name is Patrick Abatista. I was born in Milano, and I grew up here. I lived abroad for a while. I lived in Boston. I lived in Riga, Latvia, here in Europe. And I've, I've been studying marketing and communication for all my life, you know. I've been working as a marketer. I studied marketing. And then I got to design by chance 10 years ago. Just because I met a friend of mine from the kindergarten who told me about his blog, design blog, and he asked for some support in terms of marketing. That's how I started to, to work in the design field. But now Design Wanted has grown tremendously. I believe it's one of the resources many designers and students especially go into to search for inspiration, ideas, and also to see what other people are doing. I know you're not a designer. As you said, you were helping your friend. But what sparked your curiosity into design to continue and start this project? Yeah, I mean, we've been lucky. You know, I started the project alone in 2015 because I, literally I was at home. I broke my knee. And I couldn't do too much. And actually, I wanted to, to do something in the design field because I left the previous project. So I thought, okay, I, I should do something for the design community. And because I, the more I traveled in the previous project, the more I understood that there are a lot of talented people out there, you know, designers. And I wanted to support them in a practical way, not just showing projects, but <clears throat> also to give them opportunities in terms of visibility and then maybe to have them to come to Milano or to go to another design event. And the reason why I, I love design is because it's very pragmatic, you know? It's something where you go from an idea to a product. So I talk to many people every day. Every day I talk with a lot of, you know, professionals around and there are a lot of people talking about ideas, but designers do. I'm a very pragmatic person. I love to do what I want to do. And that's why I, I, I find in design the perfect extension of myself because I see a lot of creative people turning into real stuff, their ideas, their innovation, even their crazy ideas, you know? That's why I love it. They do that. They do stuff. What's the craziest idea you have encountered while talking to a designer that you've said, wow, this is like, I could never imagine this being done and it's here, it's real. Well, I, you know, I, I met many strange ideas so far, but I, I can definitely remember a guy when I was living in Riga, there was this guy, a very nice guy, you know, who I, the reason why I moved to Riga was because I, I've been working with the, the Riga Fashion Week at that time okay. with the other project. So they, they keep inviting us, inviting us every, every year to two times at least. So I, I knew the, the city and that's why I moved there. And while I was going there as a tourist, I met this guy who had this project, toy design stuff, you know. Okay. He designed, designed a toy. And I, I mean, I, I talked with him, I don't know, many times in three, four years. And I never understood actually what, he, what the toy was about. <laughs> and every time I kept, I kept asking him, okay, but 
so what so with this design? I mean, what are you doing? How does it work? Whatever. Now you will see, man, it's going to be a big stuff. And I mean, I, I could just listen to him and just trying to understand what was what it was about. But uh, that was my strangest experience, I have to say. You know? But I supported him because I really loved his passion. You know? I didn't care about uh, the feasibility of the project at that time. I was just caring about the fact that he was so passionate about the idea he had that I tried to support him somehow, but at the end it didn't work, of course. So basically your curiosity and the passion he transmitted to you is what sparked, you know, how you supported him throughout. Yeah, I think, I think that curiosity, I mean, you hear a lot of times that curiosity is the basic, you know. They, everyone tells about curiosity. They, they say curiosity is a must for everyone if you want to go, whatever. And these days, I'm reading the, the book about Leonardo da Vinci, okay. written by Walter Isaacson, who is the person who wrote the book about his three jobs as well. The great, the great part of this book is that, you know, he introduces uh, Leonardo da Vinci as a person, not as a genius. And the, the biggest attitude of Leonardo da Vinci was curiosity. He didn't stop at what he see, what he saw, you know. He always tried to go beyond what he sees, he saw at the time. Uh, try to understand where were the, 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 the links beyond the thing that you see. So I think that curiosity in a real sense means that really you don't have to stop. When you think that you are right, you always need to go further and see whether there are some other ways, some other perspectives. And it's exactly the thing that makes you grow. Because you, you enlarge, exactly the same stuff you did with me. You know, you, wrote, you reached me out and as for the podcast, that, that's curiosity. You did it. You know? Yeah, I didn't expect you to answer if I'm being honest. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, that, that's the power of social media. You know, you can reach out to anyone in the world. That's why I love social media. No, and I can agree with that. I mean, I consider myself to be a very curious person that I'm not satisfied even with the answers I get, which is what leads me to talk to other people to learn from their experiences, learn from what others have to say and what they've lived through, because I believe that also other people can teach you what to do, what not to do, but also open and pave the way to new areas of curiosity that you probably wouldn't have even imagined if you wouldn't have conversations with people. I saw your talk in Dubai last November at the Dubai Design Week, and I was so amazed, by the way. Uh, you were in Dubai? Yes, I was accidentally, it coincided with the design week and that's when I first heard from you. And I was really amazed by the way that during your talk at Downtown Design, you could create this connection with the audience. Me as a member of the audience felt really connected to what you were trying to say because you had a way to humanize the talk. I mean, design week, it's full of designers, it's full of designers have ego, so it's ego, it's not necessarily a bad thing. But you had a really cool way to make a connection between humans and design well it's the first time i hear that and i thank you very much because i, I love what you said you just said it's actually my my goal every time you know i really don't like people who put themselves on the throne you know i don't like i don't like people even i mean you can be super famous i don't care you know i, I treat everyone in the same the same way you know? that's my my attitude and my personality and i really like to listen to people whoever is in front of me and I always like to, I'm Italian also, so I like, I like talking with people and really to interact with anyone around me. And I think that it's the best way to transfer a concept is when, first of, first of all, uh, is when you can really communicate in a, an empathetic way with people. If you are connected to people, then it's easier for them to understand what you're saying. Otherwise, it's just a lesson, you know, you're reading slides and it, it doesn't work. 
I think that people really need to be there with their mind and heart, not just with their eyes or uh, ears, because that's the way they can learn. And I, you know, when I was at school, there are some subjects that you like, some other that you don't like, you hate, you know? And I realized that the one that I loved were the ones where the professors were more involving us, you know, they were more empathetic. So I realized that it's really important to transfer the passion before anything else. And then it's a matter of, you know, slides, technical stuff and whatever. So I thank you for the, for the point. I like it very much. <laughs> and I'm glad, it, I mean, people get it. So we've talked about Design Wanted and your role there, but what would you say are your passions as a person? What do you enjoy to do and how does that relate to the way you interact with the world? Yeah, one of the things that I love the most is traveling and getting lost in new cities. You know, a lot of times I've been traveling around the world and I found myself alone in streets that I didn't know in any part of the world. And that's what I love because it's a way for me to experience the real life locally. And since I'm curious, I really like to prove myself as well in new contexts. <laughs> so I love it. I love it. And I love to to learn new things because the, the problem, you know, that you, when you see a lot of stuff, you think that you have seen a lot, so you don't need to see more. Yes, and that's I, why I, I put myself in a, in a stressful condition most of the time. Because when I'm abroad, I'm, I force myself to, 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 to feel like a foreigner and, and I, I need to learn. I need to, to, to understand what I am. I need to work. I, I work a lot when I'm abroad because it's a way for me to, you know, to realize where I am, to, to, feel, and to feel the place, to breathe and whatever. That's the thing that I love the most and I'm not doing at the moment. The other thing is reading, but I can do it forever. And I think that's an interesting point where you're saying that you like to get lost and that's the way you adventure and expose yourself because I think most people would find it terrifying. I know I would find it terrifying. I'm a person who likes to plan and who knows that, you know, I will eventually get lost if, if I'm in a foreign place, but still that just same idea. I don't think I have the same acceptance to it or the same yeah vision to it perspective than you yeah but you know you're, you're driven by i actually know how to say it in english but uh, i need to put myself out of the comfort zone because i know that only under stress i can give my best you know and i know that my my brain really works when when i put it in conditions that i'm not uh, known and if you're driven by principles then you can really be everywhere the, the context is just the shape you know it's not the meaning of the place is not in the shapes it's in the relationships in my opinion oh i can understand that i find it terrifying and i like putting myself into situations you should that try I cannot you should control. Try. oh no i do it all the time i just uh, wow. okay. i do it with the excitement that i know i will be scared and i like strong emotions i like adrenaline so i like putting myself into positions everything won't be under my control so i won't understand it I think that's when you learn the most, like you said. So with everything going right now in the middle of the pandemic, I'm guessing you're not, is it hard creating or, yeah, I would say creating. Is it hard creating new things or working under these conditions for you? Yes. Uh, yes, it says, I mean, this is a strange time for us because we, are, we work on the, the digital world. So actually, if I'm talking just about Italy, we are seeing a lot of new opportunities because a lot of design companies are moving to the digital world for the first time, no? They already knew this before, but for some, for some reason they didn't do it because they are really conservative. But now the, the problem is forcing them to, to go digital. And that's a great chance for us, you know, for people like me working in the digital world for our team. So we are trying to, to create new editorial uh, products at the moment because we want to be out there. We want to interact with our people, with our audience. 
And I have to say that actually this moment is something that I really like, if I had to be honest, because I see all the positive uh, aspects of the, the emergency. You know, the world has stopped. We, we need to think about sustainable uh, uh, design, sustainable situations, even in terms of economics or whatever. Um, we needed it, you know, but you, can, you couldn't tell people you need to stop because we are killing the, the planet. So only a thing like this could, could do that. So for me, it's a kind of, kind of, it's an opportunity, a real one, you know, you can invent new stuff, you can redesign the future, you can make people more conscious about a lot of topics that were, were not that good. How would you reinvent or re-ambition the future? Talking or taking into consideration these terms that you just mentioned, like sustainability and consciousness as a whole. Yeah, I mean that, you know, I think that there are some changes that are coming which are necessary. The first one is, it's not actually strictly related to the emergency, which is the, the fact that a lot of robots are taking the, the work of humans. So I think that we definitely need to reinvent the, the economic system because people won't do the same works in 15 years. Probably the 50, 60 or 70% of works will disappear because there's a lot done by computers, by robots, and that's one part. The other thing is that Probably we will move back to small villages, small communities, more connected, technologically talking all to each other. I think that we need to slow down a bit and to stop inventing stuff, you know, in the sense that we did a lot of duplicates of things that we didn't need. Of course. Um, there has been a letter from Giorgio Armani, you know, the, the, the fashion guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Three weeks ago, one month ago, he was saying, I don't like this kind of fashion, you know? I cannot invent a dress every week. Maybe I, 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 do, I do dresses that last forever. And that's what our grandparents did, you know, till 30, 40 years ago. And we need to go back, to, in my opinion, to that situation where we really create stuff that people need. But of course, we need to invent a way to, to create a, a different economic system. So there are, you know, the, the, the puzzle is big. There are some too, too many elements to put together. It's not an easy task, of course. We need a, a pool of experts or under, from any, any field. But if it was for me, I would think of these two stuff. No, and I agree with that one of overproduction and overconsumption of things. Yeah. Like you said, especially in the fashion industry, there's just such a big importance to have the new things every single week that is in no way sustainable, in no way fair, if you think about the human rights and all the people working behind it. But also, when I come to think about it, and I mean, I'm younger, I'm part of the new generation that is sort of putting all these new ideas into the world. But when I come to think about it, it seems to me that there's some positivity to it. Like, I find hope in this kind of ideas. Like, I find that it is possible to create new things and new designs and new clothes and inventions without having to compromise the future that yeah, involves us that's as true. a whole. Yeah, that's true. You know, there have been a lot of, I mean, I come from the older generation, so uh, <laughs> I'm not that old, but I come from the older generation. You know, we've been living in a world where the production was in Vietnam, China, in Cambodia, whatever. And you, did, you didn't see the person who was working on that dress. It doesn't make any sense. We are, we are just sacrificing people over there because we don't see them. As, I'm not vegetarian, but another thing that I think is going to change is the fact that people, you know, we eat meats. I love meat, but I know that I have to change my attitude on this. It's not sustainable. It's something that it's not. It's not a trend. It's not a you know an idea of some uh, crazy guy, super extreme in terms of uh, respect of the world. It's something that we need to do. 
if we want to be here in the next 100 or 200 years. And that's a must. We need to, to go towards that. And it's better that we design it in the best way. And you, I mean, you grew up in Milan, you grew up in Italy. So obviously you've been exposed to design, art and this culture your whole life. Whereas I've, all I've ever known is Mexico, basically, like my culture, my reputations, which is very different. So how do you feel that your culture or the way you grew up has shaped you in the way that you are, that wouldn't be possible if you were born anywhere else in the world? <laughs> That's a good question. Before I started to travel a lot, I didn't know. I didn't see that, you know, for me, it was normal to be the way Italian. I am. <laughs> oh, oh it, Yeah. You know, when they told me, oh, you're Italian, I didn't realize that, you know, I can see when I'm talking to a Mexican friend, I, I see the Mexican way of being. <laughs> I see, you know, that kind of stereotypes that we all have about other countries, of course. But I think that I, when I'm abroad, I, I, I quietly represent the Italian stereotype because every time they stop me and they say, very Italian, and I don't even speak a word. So they, they, they know because they look at me. <laughs> so I didn't know that I was Italian until I was abroad. And I started to see the differences, to observe other people. Uh, what I can say is that for sure, I can tell you that a place shapes the way we are. Again, I can talk about, you know, the, the book I'm reading because it's here in my mind at the, at the moment. You know, Rinascimento, the Renaissance. Uh -huh. you know, it was possible in Florence because a lot of things were going on in Florence. It didn't happen in any other in another place because there were not the same stuff that were going uh, on in uh, in Florence. So I can tell you that it's of course it's important to be in a place where you are where you get a lot of stimuli, where you get a lot of uh, inputs from the surrounding environment, and then you become something which is the output of these inputs. But you don't realize it at the moment. You realize it when you travel, when you. It's like California with the startup. I mean, a lot of startups go to California because you get in the right environment. You don't really realize you're from California until you go abroad. And you understand that there it's a kind of uh, promised land for startups. And I think that relates to community as a whole and to the people you're around, you know, because like you said, in California, you're exposed to all these people, all this technology that are somehow working in the same things you are. So you just start learning and growing as a person. Yeah, that's true. And you know, the, the Florence during the Renaissance, it was pretty common for anyone in Florence talking about art and technology. Leonardo da Vinci was not the only one talking about art and technology. So when you read the book, you realize that actually a lot of artists were doing the same stuff that Leonardo was doing. Leonardo was ahead because he was more curious, but the tools were the same, you know? The trends, the, the, the inputs were exactly the same. They were exposed to the same environment but then you have the one which is more curious than the other so it gets more so what do you think is one of the biggest challenges that you as a person are facing right now and will have to overcome in the next few years you know both personally but also in work related areas well first of all the fact that now we will work more remotely so i i love my team i love people working with me because they're very genuine people they love what they do and they they really support me in doing what we what the vision is you know they they support me in creating the vision of this i wanted my my personal goal as a human and entrepreneur in this case is creating the condition so we can grow and they can grow with me that's very important to me you know in terms of business i definitely want to put this i wanted out there as one of the key leaders because i think that we we want to talk about a deep 
different side of design. We don't want to talk about furniture. I mean, that's not our mission. We want to talk about design in a old sense, which is something that can change the world. We are not designers, so we have a different approach from other magazines or realities. And my, my biggest goal is creating a platform where designers can really get a chance. And, you know, we want to inspire them. We want to make them grow in terms of education. So we want to give them inspiring uh, interviews, inspiring projects that can be a benchmark for them to learn. We want to be reachable. We want them, we want that it's easy for them to reach us out and introduce a project. So the biggest challenge is being big and reachable at the same time, being big and being uh, affordable at the same time, Of course. And which is something that can bring value to many and not just to few. I really believe in the fact that you, we need to create opportunities for the design work. Okay, I have two questions about what you just said. The first one sure. is, I know why it would be important for the people I work with to grow with me, but I want to know why is it important to you? Why do you consider it a personal challenge that you not only want to overcome, but you want to make it happen, that you care for? I find it a personal challenge because I'm, you know, it's, It's hard to make things happen alone. I can have a vision. I can, I can definitely see the future my way. That's my idea of the future. But I can't do everything. And I, I, love, I love leadership. I, I love the meaning of leadership. And I love when around me, I have leaders. So I want to grow leaders around me because I think that I'm pretty curious and I want to learn. I, I hate yes men. So if people around me grow with me and they grow their leadership, then I know that when I talk to them, I can learn something new. That's the only way I know that keeping people around me and making them grow and let them space to grow and to experiment, it's a way for me to learn as well. I can't read, but I can talk to many, but I can talk to my team. And that's the way that design warranty can benefit from the support and the work. Otherwise, you know, it's something like, I don't want to be the kind of person that says, you do this, you do this. It's on my side. I know that I don't know. So I want them to grow with me or even more than me. I don't care. But that's really important because I, as a human, I, I feel fulfilled for this, you know? It means that I'm transferring value to them and they're giving value to me. That's why. I think that's very important that more people have this mentality that you help other people grow and grow more than yourself. And that's not necessarily a bad thing. And yeah. the other thing I wanted to ask you or comment is that I have, okay, so you are saying Design Wanted is basically non-designers. If you wouldn't have mentioned to me that you were not a designer, I would have never known. Like, you, <laughs> I think everyone at Design Wanted could probably pass off as a designer and nobody in the world would know. But I think it's very important what you're saying that you ambition design differently, which is also valid and it's also very important to the design community because design ultimately is what we all want it to be. You know, design is this complementary area of arts that everyone can get involved with and it has the power to do so many things you know there's like social design interaction experiential and it more than furniture like you said which i think it's a little bit stressful when people only relate design to making furniture right they think it's just especially in italy i have to say you know yeah <laughs> The design world, the Italian design world is mostly thought to be the, the furniture design. But design is a lot of stuff. It's everything that surrounds us. design, technology. A lot of things are designed, the services, whatever. So we care about the creative process and the design thinking method. That's why we, we want to share stories. We don't care about saying this chair is wonderful or not. We don't want to say that. We want to tell the story of the project behind. We want to talk with designers, with the entrepreneur, with the marketing manager. We want to listen to the story. Then it will be up to people to say, I like it, I don't like it. It's not our job here. Is there a specific narrative or story behind the product that has impacted you in any way? In general, you mean or a specific? Well, both. 
if there are or if there's any you know whenever whenever i talk with designers i the first question i ask is why you did it i don't care about how it is made i always ask why because i want to know what, what moves you you know and it's the why that actually attracts me more than the product final product of course if i see a beautiful product we collaborate with the red dot design world i've been there several times i mean when you see wonderful products you, you say wow of course you see that but then when i, I had the chance to talk with people and that's why actually design wanted was born also because what we because i wanted to ask designer why why you do what you do how you do it whatever i i really care of the why I, I really care of the, the, the reason why people do what they do and designers do what they do. So in ge general, talk, generally talking, this is the main idea that I see, I try to, to catch in the, in the project. If I had to see, look at any specific project, honestly, uh, I can't make my mind now, but probably <laughs> there would be something related to, to the same stuff. So the why, the why reason, the reason why. Yeah, there are probably so many. And I believe that why is important. I know that for me specifically, it ha like the why has to be there before the design. You know, there has to be a motivation and inspiration for myself to be able to create something, anything at all. No, but I can tell you, you know, one stuff. That's, uh, if you, your why is not strong enough, you're going to give up in a couple of months. So whatever you do, if your why is not strong, it's not uh, deepened then you, you won't go ahead, you know. And even, I've seen a lot of designers, I've seen a lot of talented designers on one side, I've seen a lot of uh, improvised designers <laughs> on the other. So people were doing what we were doing just because they wanted to say I'm a designer, but they didn't know what, de what design is. I really like what you said, like the why is, it is important in every single thing that you do. Otherwise, as you said, you just give up, you just quit it, and that's sad. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, because it's not a job, you know, it's not easy. It's not about, you don't wake up in the morning with a good idea and you become famous. It's all that. It requests a lot of a lot of hard work, you know. You have to work hard every single day to make it happen. You don't have shortcuts. That's what I want to tell people every time. You can be a genius creating a product, but you need a lot of stuff to do, you know, around the product. It's not, it's, it's not an overnight success. You won't never get it. So just to wrap up the conversation, what is one thing or one advice that you want to tell people? You know, even if it has nothing to do related with what we just spoke about, but what is one thing you really want to tell others or want others to hear? Ask yourself why you're doing what you do. Always. Every single day, ask why you're doing yourself, why you're doing what you're doing, because that's the only thing that makes you... Uh, happy happy about what you're doing you know and that, that there's not you know i don't care about what people say i care just about what i think of myself when i look at myself in the mirror and that's another thing you hear a lot of time but it's true at the end of the day it's true and I, I i love i love to meet people who knows who know why they're doing what they're doing because it means that they are fulfilled you know they are satisfied about what they're doing it means that they found the, the way in the world to do what they love that's what I care of. Otherwise, you, you meet frustrated people. And, and I, I don't want to be with that kind of people because that's bad energy. I don't want bad energy about, around me. I like people who, who struggle, who work hard, who fight to get what they believe in. So ask yourself why you're doing what you're doing or why you want to do something. That's really important. Otherwise, just let it go.
Oh, I have one more question. So what is yeah, it, sure. what has been your biggest struggle or challenge that you've had to to overcome? Well, I, I got many in my life, I have to say. But, <laughs> you can talk uh, about more than one if it, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, I, I started from scratch all my projects, you know, so I was always alone when I started. And I, I never get sponsors or anyone else to, 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 to support me in the beginning. So let's say the design wanted was a kind of struggle at the beginning because I left all the projects I was doing before and I... And I didn't know how to start the, the I just had the name in mind, you know. I just knew that the, the name was going to be the same wanted. I didn't know where to start. I didn't know what, what I was going to do, whatever. I know that I wanted to create something for the design community. And actually, I was at home with my broken knee. And a friend of mine living in, Cali, in Cali, yeah, California, Los Angeles, he told me, oh, Patrick, I did a course about uh, Instagram. Can you have a look at it and tell me what you think? And said, wow, yes, I can check it. It's for free. I can, why not? I'm here at home. I, I don't know what to do. And I understood that Instagram could be the, the lever for me to, to start again a project. Let's say that, that has been a struggle because I didn't know where, if I uh, was, go, was doing right or not. You know, It's just one of the few situations that I could tell you. But now, that, that's the one that I remind, <laughs> that I remember clearly. And it's funny to think that you started this a really long time ago. I mean, if you put it in perspective like correct me if i'm wrong but instagram was not that big <laughs> at all it was exploring it was booming in the united states and i i was lucky because this friend of mine was two years ahead he was living in los angeles he still lives there so i could start the the thing two years before that he actually booming booming in italy as well and you know i it was logic to me i didn't see any other channel to start it was i was there i, I had time so why not and that's how I studied. And then I was lucky again. I was lucky. I, I, I never stopped. Every single day I was there. Now I'm, I'm, let's say, I'm getting some good results also here in Italy because I'm talking with very interesting professionals from the design world. But it's every single day work, you know. Every single day you have to add a piece. I love that you mentioned the why not. You know, like why not go for it? Why not start it? Why not create it? Because I think that's something that many people lack. Sometimes people, and I, can, I could relate to that, that we overthink stuff, we overplan them, but we never really act on it. So we never really start anything. And just like you said, by starting something and dedicating time to it every single day, that's how things happen. Yeah, you know, my business partner always says, the, the, fast, the faster we do mistakes, the faster we learn. I love that. Something like that. <laughs> So you have to do mistakes as fast as uh, yeah as early as possible. I don't know if it's correct in English, but uh, the the more mistakes you do at the beginning, the the more you learn, you know, and the more you can improve. So at the end of the day, you the, the point is don't think, don't overthink. Just do the stuff and see if it's reasonable. Of course, you think a bit and then you start, and then you learn on the way. You know. It's the, the best way to learn is doing stuff. That's the only way. You cannot learn this stuff at school. When you're starting a project, the only way to learn is just being on the field and, and fight your every day for your ideas. Well, Patrick, thank you so much for this talk. I think I learned a lot about who you are as a person, but also 
about your perception of how this sign could be what it means and what it means to work with other people. I think you have so much to say and so much to give to others. And I hope the next time we talk, I'm able to speak in Italian with you. <laughs> I mean, my better English. <laughs> Sorry for my English. No, but... your English is great. It is. It's okay to communicate. Not the best. Thank you. It's been a pleasure, Georgina. Thank you for the invitation again.